Hey, this is Tom Green. You're listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando. Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> Radio. Do you know where you are? Do you know where you are? is Appetite for Distortion. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 124. My name is Brando, and I'm super excited for the interview we have uh, today, because this is the example of what I've been talking about a lot on social media and past episodes, that yes, while we're, of course, because this is a Guns N' Roses-themed podcast, this is a Guns N' Roses bar mitzvah party, we're looking at life through Guns N' Roses-colored glasses, if you will. Uh, but at the same time, I also just want to interview really interesting people who just happen to have some sort of Guns N' Roses tie, the thing that we, we refer to as six degrees of Guns N' Roses bacon. Now, it doesn't matter what the connection is. Maybe, you know, like when we heard from uh, Tommy Hollenstein, who uh, the quadriplegic uh, painter paints with his wheelchair wheels, who has sold paintings and is friends with Slash, you know, things of of that nature are are awesome. But when we get to a certain profile, like the person we have today— Tom Green, who went to a Guns N' Roses show a couple years ago. See, I don't know if you're able to tell, but with Tom Green in that uh, selfie video is also uh, Bubbles from the Trailer Park Boys. So they went to go see GNR in Las Vegas a couple years ago. I saw Tom Green uh, has a new... Uh, comedy album out. It's been out for a little bit, but now it's on it's on vinyl. So I'm like, you know what? I love Tom Green. I love Guns N' Roses. How do we make this work? We bring him on the AFD show, and we just talk to him about it. Just his experience at the concert and whatever else he wants to talk about. Just a chance to talk to Tom Green. Now, don't you love when your favorite celebrities have something in common with you? Whether it be your favorite sports team or... You know, maybe they have two kids and you have two kids. So this is something I want to keep doing as the show progresses. While, again, of course, Guns N' Roses stuff, but we get to interview really cool people who just like Guns N' Roses. And we get to interview really cool people in a different kind of setting. I don't think Tom Green has ever done a Guns N' Roses podcast before, but he's going to do one today. And we're going to talk more about the celebrity stuff in Shotgun News after we speak with Tom but I believe this is him calling up right now. Hello there. I recognize that voice quite well. Hello, Brandon. Hello, it's Tom. Hey, Tom. How are you? Very good. I'm doing really good. This is such a, an honor, really, to speak with you. I really appreciate you taking the time because you're, I know, incredibly busy and uh, you do a lot of shows, you know, filling in for Larry King. So I appreciate you, you know, just taking the time just to talk to little old me. So thank you. No problem, Brandon. Thanks for... Uh talking to me about my record you know i've got a new record out i want people to know it exists i know and i listened to the whole thing yesterday and it was really a mix of I, I, it's interesting and I, we can just get right into it 
Uh, I didn't realize, you know, preparing for this interview, how much of a, of a musical background that you had and how much you just went into rap. So when I'm listening to the record, I hear a lot of like early new wave stuff or in, in crazy beats. And of course, it just brought, uh, brought back great memories with some clips of your show and the Bum Bum song and all that. So now it's now on, on vinyl, right? Yeah, it was super fun making the record because, you know, I recorded it all myself uh, in my studio, you know, that I basically built my own studio. So about, about about three years ago, I started building my studio again with sort of some of the late, you know, n- newer recording techniques mixed with some old vintage, you know, uh, vintage compressors and preamps and microphones and things like that. This is the result of it. Oh, so it's in your, your house, uh, your studio? Yeah, well, the studio actually has... I, I was off-site for a while, but I've just moved it into my house, yeah. Okay. See, one of the reasons why, you know, I the Tom Green show, I'd love to... I would wish I could say I was there from the beginning. I was there from the beginning as an American from when it came to, you know, MTV. And that's when, I, you know, in high school, and I just wanted to know so much more about you, and I learned about your, your history on the... In, of course, on the Canadian channel, Canadian channels, and in uh, public access, and I often cite you as a major influence on me to people when you build something yourself and you just be yourself, and someone will find it because there's so much out there now, and you were just doing your thing for so long, uh, just on public access, uh, and it's just awesome to hear that you're still doing your own thing, mixing in your own sound, so. I, I guess the question within that, has anything changed in your approach? Just You just do your own thing, right? And people just obviously, they love it because you're still doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, well, thanks. You know, I, I, I've, I've, I've certainly loved uh, creating comedy and, and, and uh, material and music over the years, whether it was the show or the movies, or, and some of them were, of course, in big, corporations like MTV or mainstream movie studios, but, you know, it all sort of is coming from the same place. Even when I was doing the show on public access TV, it was coming from this sort of desire to kind of like be creative, catch people by surprise, get a laugh, you know, uh, and interact with people. I mean, I do really love people, you know, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I'm on tour now doing stand up like the last 10 years, pretty much, I've been touring yeah. constantly around the world. And I just love it because I love to get out and sort of like just sort of mix it up with people and talk to people about the old shows and talk to people about what I'm doing now, what they're doing, and, and have some laughs together and just kind of celebrate, you know, the insanity of of being alive on this planet right now for the, you know, for the time being, you know, we're all alive together and we got to try to, you got to try to be positive and, and, and have a good time because, uh, you know, someday we won't be able to do that. So, so there's so much negativity in the world. There always has been really, you know, I mean, you know, we can kind of get caught up in the idea that, you know, things are really bad today, but, you know, honestly, they've been far worse, you know, in, you know, days gone by, you know, before we were alive, you know, there was major wars and horrible disasters and, you know, you got to kind of like, you got to kind of try to like, you know, try to make sense of it all and have a laugh, you know? So that's, that's kind of what, what I, I love doing. And I love uh, interacting with people and, 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 and celebrating this crazy planet that we're living on. So, 
that's what I love about doing stand-up. That's what I loved about making this record. You know, it's just kind of a fun, interactive experience. You know, I'm on social media. I'm, I'm, uh, people are, you know, interacting with me every day on there. And putting out a weird record is kind of a fun extension of what I do. You know, people can kind of sort of, uh, you know, we can kind of collaborate on that on online and, and at my shows, you know. I, I love because it, it, nothing seems to have changed where maybe the industry around us has. Because I, I love also because you're an old school radio guy. Uh, you know, I've I've been in the, in the industry for 15 plus years. So I anyone who has a background in radio, I, I, I think, I know I have more respect for, I think, because it's just I don't think people understand what uh, what we really go through earlier on in the career. Uh, but now with with podcasting, I feel like I have this the Tom Green approach to it. You know, wanting to connect with people. That's what you're saying. Like, that's what you're talking about. And I felt a disconnect with a lot of TV shows, a lot of radio shows. But now, like how you, what your approach is and, and certain podcasts, and I get my listeners involved. They co-host sometimes. So it's, uh, it's good to see that you haven't changed at all um, as far as your approach. But do you think the comedy has at all? Because that's why I, I love the, the record. Because I was like, I don't know. Has Tom Green really become something else? Has he become different? Because I didn't know you filled in for Larry King. I, was, I thought maybe uh, I'd be getting a different Tom Green. But, of course, nope. It's the, uh, the, the slutmobile bit from your show. It, again, I don't know how you would describe it. Like, I, I heard like, well, new, you know, new like, wave songs. Like the, rec- the, the record's sort of a mixture of old and new. So, you know, if you're like a super fan of the old Tom Green show or my movies and stuff, there's little clips and fun things to kind of, you know, kind of uh, sort of jog those memory banks, I guess. And uh, it is the record is called the Tom Green Show, but tonally it is you know, you know it's sort of a, uh, an homage to a lot of that stuff, even the stuff that's not that's new. But then you know, there's also just like a lot of new new material in there. Like I wanted to put a record out that was fun, and uh, you know, it, 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 there's new songs on there. Like there's songs that so some of the songs are electronic music that I've created. Right. You know, on drum machines and keyboards and, and on computers. And, you know, I do this all in my studio. And I've incorporated samples from my old show or samples from my stand-up comedy into it. Um, so there's sort of a comedic element to it in the, in the lyrics. Um, but then, you know, there's also some sort of sincere songs in there that, like you said, are kind of like a punk rock, kind of new wave, kind of sort of homage to music that I like. I don't really claim to say that it's, anywhere close to as good as the music that I love, you know, I grew, up lo- I grew up loving, you know, listening to music like New Order and Joy Division and craft work and stuff like that. So it inspires me, you know, when I sit down on my computer and make a funny song to, you know, try to make the bass line sound like this or make the drums sound like that. And, you know, I'm doing it all myself, you know, I'm not doing this with a big elaborate studio and a professional, you know, crew of, uh, of, of producers. So, it's kind of like a rawness to the record, which is what's fun about it. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's intentional, you know, it's, it's intentionally raw. And, uh, you know, it's on vinyl. On shiptoshoremedia.com, you can get the actual vinyl release on green vinyl. And the record plays, you know, beginning to end the way records were when I used to listen to records. There's sort of a, a storyline or a, a, a sort of an arc to it where you would, you know, as opposed to downloading music where you listen to, an album today and you're listening to songs in whatever order they come up on your Alexa or whatever. This uh 
this uh, actually, you know, plays it in, if you listen to it on vinyl, it plays it through in order, and there's sort of a beginning, middle, and end to it, and it's kind of fun, like the way records used to be. So I'm excited that. about it. Yeah, two things yeah. I noticed exactly, that it needs to be played through, like old school records, and I, I hate that I've become the person who does get the random Spotify singles. Yes, I have the albums that I listen to that I grew up with, but a lot of new music, it's just, it's not about the album anymore. But yours needs to be and should be listened to, you know, side A and, and side B. And I'm glad you mentioned uh, New Order because that was the first band that came to mind when I listened to you. Uh, so what did you grow up listening to, Tom? I mean, was it, do I want to be cliche and, and just say Rush and other Canadian bands? Uh, Corey Hart? I mean, who did you grow up listening to? Well, I mean, those are both good good bands. I love Rush <laughs> Corey Hart. I, I do, but I mean, I mean, honestly, like if you were asking me to like say what my favorite music was, you know, it was old school hip hop, so Public Enemy, Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, Gangstar, you know. But then I would also love listening to new, like I said, Kraftwerk and New Order and and uh, you know, uh, Joy Division and uh, Agent Orange, punk rock like Agent Orange. Sure. And, uh, Dag Nasty and some some obscure music that I like. I worked in college radio, you know, so. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, like back then there was no Internet, so you had records that you would buy. And I didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid. So, you know, it was the kind of thing where, like, buying a record was a big deal for me. Like, I'd buy, you know, I'd only get to buy a record, you know, maybe, you know few times a year or whatever you know so i'd end up having like 10 or 15 records that i just listened to over and over and over again sure but i'd go down to the i'd go down to the uh the college radio station where i worked and just listen to music there and i just play music there and listen to the radio and stuff like that but you know uh so we had a pretty good music scene in ottawa where i'm from you know there was two good college radio stations and they played a lot of really eclectic music and really cool, like, you know, alternative music and stuff. And so, you know, I, I felt like I, I got exposed to a lot of cool stuff, you know, growing up in Ottawa, you know, listening to C CHUO and CKCU radio up there, the college stations. So, but, um, and that was sort of the culture I grew up in, you know, alternative radio. And, uh, and uh, you know, I started a rap group when I was a teenager and basically tried to figure out how to make beats, like, the Beastie Boys, basically, you okay. know, I, you know, I was basically trying to be, you know, trying to do me and my friends in high school. We started, we started a rap group and got a record deal and ended up nominated for a Juno award in Canada, which is a Canadian oh, wow. version of the, when I was uh, 19 years old, we had a record on A&M records. And that was kind of how I got into, you know, the entertainment business was through doing this, this rap group, which is called organized rhymes a video on YouTube of us from like 1992 and stuff. So it was, it was cool. That is cool. That's amazing. And if you couldn't tell, uh, you know, by the name, when you, you agreed through this podcast and the name, it's all through the six degrees of Guns N' Roses bacon that I do it. So I have been to Ottawa several times. Uh, my ex-girlfriend is there, beautiful city. I own an Ottawa Senator's hat. I don't know if that earns any credit with uh, credibility with you at all. Um, all right. But uh, one of the things that I did uh, in Ottawa was to go see Guns N' Roses. So I've seen, it was where the Senators play. I got to see uh, GNR, and also a fellow Canadian was on the bill, Sebastian Bach. Um, yeah, I lo love Sebastian Bach and, and Guns N' Roses, yeah. 
Yeah, well, uh, I've gotten to know Sebastian over the years because we've done some episodes of the Trailer Park Boys together. Mm. And uh, he's uh, not only an incredible vocalist, but also just a hilarious dude. <laughs> Is he someone that you've ever... I always find that, like, interesting when you are... I mean, I don't know if you look at yourself like, hey, I'm Tom Green, I'm a celebrity. But when you're a celebrity, and you said you, like, you made the whole album by yourself, but if you become, like, friends with Sebastian Bach, and you being as musical and funny as you are, different avenues. And Sebastian's also very funny. Have you ever thought about like, just doing something with him? Especially nowadays where you could do like a one-off thing on, on Netflix. Have you ever, whether it be with Sebastian or someone else that uh, you thought... Well, about? you know, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that because I was actually thinking about asking Sebastian to come check out my studio the other day. See, I've been sort of like chipping away at adding new components and pieces of gear and things to the studio that kind of like get it to the point where I can make it sound the way I want it to sound. I, I feel like I'm just kind of getting to the point where I'm really becoming proficient at it, you know, as an, as an engineer and as a producer. So, mm-hmm. you know, now that I feel like I can actually like maybe actually record something, a professional sounding thing, I do want to ask friends of mine, like, like I'd love to ask Sebastian if you want to come over and do a funny song with me, you know, lay down some vocals and I'm going to talk to some rappers and some people that I've, you know, gotten to know over the years in my interview shows and just start collaborating on some music like that. Cause it is an interesting time, you know, like I love, I love making music because it's one of the only things where you don't really have anybody come in in the middle of the process and say, okay, you can't do that. Uh, stop. Uh, you can't do that. Don't do it that way. You know, that never happens when you are recording music on your home studio, sure. you, know? you get up in the morning, you make a cup of coffee you make a beat on your drum machine. <laughs> you uh, plug the mic in and you write some goofy lyrics on a pad of paper, and uh, you're away to go. You know, no one, no one gets in the way of it. So I love that. And and then you know, you can take it a step further. We just shot a video. I was on tour in Asia, uh, doing stand up. Yes, yeah, I want to talk uh, about I'm, this. And I'm touring all over the country right now, all over the U.S. So if you go to TomGreen.com, you can come get my tour dates and come see me on the road and stuff. But but you know when we when I went to Asia, I brought my friend with me, Tony Carella, who's a music video director, and we uh, we uh, shot uh, three music videos over there on the tour. And uh, the first one dropped about a week ago, and it's called "I Want to Be Friends with Drake," yep. <laughs> another Canadian. Um, because I'm going to be friends with Drake. <laughs> Never met him, but uh, I figure you know. You just got to uh, hang out at, at Raptors games now. That's where he is. Oh, I know. I know. I'm going to be friends with Drake, I tell you. I'm going to be. So, uh, <laughs> it was really funny. We made, we made this video where I was uh, going around and singing my song, I Want to Be Friends with Drake, uh, to people in Hong Kong, on the streets <laughs> of Hong Kong, Tokyo, and uh, Singapore. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a silly video. It was so, kind of a, throw, a throwback to the Bum Bum song. Which yeah, went number yes. one on Total Request Five. I'll, I'll, I'll remind everybody. And also, you know, <laughs> the Bum Bum song is actually on the vinyl on this record. It's it's the first time it's ever been it was never released when it was on MTV uh, because you know I didn't have a record out or anything like that. We just made the song for a gag, and it went to number one on Total Request Live. It was the number one most downloaded song of the year in 1999 on Napster. <laughs> but that was like a you know, uh, uh, you know, the legally downloaded thing, you know, which I thought was cool, but uh, it was never for sale. It's never been released in any official way until now. So, 
You can get the you can you can own your very own copy of the Bum Bum song on my new vinyl release on ShipToShoreMedia.com. Uh, the Tom Green Show. I, I, I listened to it. Like I said, I listened to the record. I rewatched. Uh, we got to get a good quality video. I don't know. If, if, I don't know. If, is it on your site? Because the one on YouTube wasn't very good quality, but still made me laugh regardless. And the video, yeah. it, now it makes sense because you said you were on tour. Because I'm like, it's it added to why it was funny. You're really miming the lyrics in, in sync uh, and just have these random, you know, uh, people just staring at you. What, do you. what is this crazy white boy doing? And it was just uh, it reminded me of just the old Tom Green show. So it's just yeah, it was kind of meant it. to be sort of like a throwback to this, just the gorilla man on the street stuff. And you know, it was like in the daytime when we'd have some time off, we'd go out in the street with the with the video camera, and uh, I'd sing my song to people. <laughs> <laughs> you were an originator before all these people with, with before uh, smartphones. Everybody can have a YouTube channel. You know, everyone look at me. It's just, I don't know. I think, like, again, before this interview happened, I would think, like, Tom Green put in the work. Everyone's just, it took years for you to just to get on MTV. You know, before, you know, not including all the success you had in, in Canada before you became, like, a worldwide phenomenon. It's just all the work that you had to put in uh, is amazing. But I, I, I don't want to keep you here forever and continue to be a fanboy. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't mind hearing it. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, I, no, I, I appreciate you having me on, honestly, because it's like uh, it's uh, it's good when people know that the record exists. Oh, sure. I mean, it, I got the whole gamut when I said I was going to interview you. People were freaking out. A lot of wow emojis attached to it. One was like, oh, what is he doing lately? I'm like, he's been on tour for years, you know. So yeah. some people that just is what it is. Some people still think, you know, Kurt Cobain is alive. It is what it is. Um, but I, I, you should know, we should have a mutual friend in Alex Grassi from Hookers and Blow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were hanging out on the Trailer Park Boys cruise. So, yeah, he, he has a question for you. So he wants to know about that cruise, about playing piano with Hookers and Blow. So how was it playing with, with Alex and, of course, Dizzy Reed from Guns N' Roses? You know, it was a great time. You know, Trailer Park Boys are, are Canadian uh, legends, and uh, I love those guys. And they, they always invite me to become, uh, come, you know, participate in their things that they're doing, whether it's their movies or their shows. Or in this case, they did a comedy cruise. Uh, we cruised from Tampa to the Bahamas and back, and there's a beautiful big theater on the boat. It's a huge Norwegian cruise line kind of cruise ship, right? So. So it was a couple thousand people. We performed music and comedy, and and uh, had a good time. So it was it was awesome, and it was it was great great meeting everybody. And you know, Trailer Park Boys are you know uh, close with uh, with Guns N' Roses. So I got to hang out with a with with a bunch of a bunch of the bunch of uh, really creative and amazing people on that to, on that cruise. So yeah, yeah. So you just gave me the the segue. And I will just find anything within that six degrees of, of a GNR bacon to talk to people like you who may not, you know, be in the band and make it so obvious. Uh, just an opportunity just to talk to someone interesting, of course. Uh, you went to with Bubbles to go see a Guns N' Roses show uh, in, in Las Vegas. Can you tell us about that experience? Have you ever seen Guns N' Roses before? Do people recognize Tom Green at concerts? Do you get requests for the Bum Bum song? So all of that, if you can answer that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a lot of questions. Uh, you know, listen, <laughs> I, that was the, the first time I'd ever seen a Guns N' Roses show. It was amazing. Uh, I, I really loved it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of 
kind of cool to be able to see such a legendary and incredible iconic band up close and personal in, 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 in uh, Vegas. And, uh, they put on a great show. Um, you know, it was awesome. I, uh, I, um, do people, you know, listen, uh, the thing that's so kind of fun about, you know, everything that I've had the, you know, the, the good fortune of being able to do over the, the past 20 years is, you know, whether it was whether it was MTV or I was just on I was just on Celebrity Big Brother, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, like last a few months ago. I'm I'm, I'm you know uh, filling in uh, for Larry King as a guest host right now. I'm doing That's amazing. Stuff that, so people see it, you know. And then when you go to a concert, you get to talk to people, and people come up to me all the time, every day. Uh, whether it's uh, they come up and say, "Daddy, would you like some sausage?" <laughs> or, or, or they sing a line from a Bum Bum song, or or they uh, or they or they've been to my stand-up shows, and it's just really cool. You know, I feel like I I have a lot of goodwill out there, and and I always am all happy to talk to people when they come up to me and say hi. So it's it's pretty cool. Everywhere I go, I get to kind of have fun and 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 uh, interact with all sorts of awesome people. Brilliant. Uh, what was your your favorite uh, GNR song? Just to ask a, a cliche, simple question. Yeah. Oh, geez, do I have a favorite? Uh, uh, you can just Paradise be... City. Maybe that's my favorite. Paradise City. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I honestly don't even know if I have a favorite because I just I like I like I just like their music, you know. But uh, yeah, I think I think I, I think I could I could say that one. Yeah. Oh sure, because I I want you not just to be friends but, with Drake. I want you to be friends with Axl Rose because he has a great sense of humor. The first new song that he put out in the last 10 years was on Looney Tunes. So I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know, if you're friends with Sebastian, you, I'm saying Tom Green, Axl Rose. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. I mean, I, said, I, uh, I, I think I'll start. I'll ask Sebastian to come make some music with me and see, if, see, see how that goes, you know? <laughs> hey, I, 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 hope, I hope it happens because I just think that's, uh, that's super cool that everything that you're doing and of course, the uh, new record is out on on vinyl. You, I, I, I know people who have listened to it. Uh, it's, it's streaming, right? The the Tom Green show. Yeah, it just it just went uh, live digital as well this week. Yep. Awesome. And so, where are you calling from now? That you're you're everywhere. I'm at home right now in Los Angeles, actually. So I'm in my house. I'm sitting in my living room, and uh, you know, I'm uh, having a nice day. It's nice to be home for a minute. Oh. But I'm off to Naples, Florida. I'll be doing stand-up in Naples uh, uh, next week. And then uh, the week after that, I'm in uh, Nashville. Uh, and I'm going to be in Huntsville, Alabama. And then I'm going to be in San Francisco. So I'm, I'm going all over the place. Awesome. Well, when whenever you're in Long Island or, or New York City, uh, I would love to, you know, because I have yet to see one of your, your shows, come down to one of your shows. But uh, now having a chance to speak with you a little bit, um, I'm, I'm obviously would love to, to at least meet you or at least have you down in the studio yeah. would be great. Well, listen, I may, there may be a, uh, it'll be announced probably sort of semi last minute because we were just going to, but there may be a record release party, uh, for this album actually in New York, uh, in August, because I, uh, you know, the label ship to shore media, uh, go get the record ship to shore media.com is, uh, you know, based in Brooklyn, and uh, we'll probably be uh, looking like in August, we're just going to sort of do an impromptu uh, record release party and maybe a comedy show, so it'll be a one-night thing, and uh, we'll announce it, you know, on my social media, and you're invited. I appreciate that so much. 
Uh, and by the way, should I congratulate you that you're officially an American citizen? Did I hear that correctly? Did that just happen recently? Yes, yes I, became an, uh, I became a U.S. citizen, so I'm now dual Canadian U.S. citizen as of about three months ago. Yeah. Well, welcome to our hell. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this country, but but I guess officially welcome, if uh, if that means anything coming from, from me. You know, I've lived, I've lived in Los Angeles for 20 years. Oh, I know. I say that kid facetiously. I, you know, I've performed all over. I've been. I've performed in every state in the United States, and and every every major city. You know, and uh, you know, I, I I love Canada. I'm a Canadian as well. I've performed everywhere in Canada and the U.S. and and uh, I've got a lot of uh, gratitude towards uh, you know the the opportunities that the USA has provided to me and. Uh, you know, pursuing my dream of doing comedy. You know, MTV changed my life. When MTV picked up to my show, it changed my life. You know, it was a public access TV show and had no idea what was going to happen with my life. And MTV pumped my crazy little show all around the world. And now it's, you know, afforded me this luxury of being able to tour around the world and have a good time and tell jokes. So it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. And I'm uh, proud to be uh, a new American citizen. Absolutely. That's the appropriate response instead of me trying to... I'll leave the laughs up to you instead of me trying to get them, force them where they're not needed. Uh, Tom, thank you. Well, you know, I, <laughs> there's, a tendency, there's a tendency to get political these days, and, but, you know, and I, I do talk a bit of politics in my show because I do know the president of the United States personally because, uh, you know, Donald Trump fired me in The Celebrity Apprentice, right? So, so um, uh, I, uh, I, have, I have touched on the political discourse but I I, I I don't really get into it in a partisan way because I just I like my shows to be kind of fun and there's enough of that out there right now I hear if you um if you have a couple more minutes if I can ask jumping off that and this ties into everything because Guns N' Roses are the same way and Axl Rose uh, he tweets a lot you know I'm sure he's a little bit more aggressive with his beliefs but it was really interesting it was a few years ago they did a show down in Mexico City and so Mexico, and they brought up a Donald Trump pinata, and they had fans come up and and beat it up. <laughs> uh, as a comedian, do you do you like when I guess musicians may be political? I mean, they don't have to bring up a pinata, but maybe someone like Springsteen. Do, does that because you 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 are a comedian and a musician? So does it do you do you like when people can say, "Hey, shut up and sing," just don't talk about politics? It's different for you because you or cover for Larry King, but for a musician to do it, is that something that people should accept, especially given uh, the state of where things are now? Yeah, man, I love it. I love it when people speak their mind and speak truth to power. And, you know, I grew up listening to Public Enemy, you know. I grew up listening to, you know, punk rock music, you know, the Sex Pistols, and, you know, uh, groups that talked about politics in their lyrics. So, you know, and, and, and when I say I, I try not to do it too much, I, I do do it. I incorporate my, you know, political commentary into my stand-up for sure. You know, social commentary. I just, I just, I, uh, you know, I think people should speak their mind, you know, absolutely. I just, I've just made a decision personally, you know, to not make it a relentless, constant tweet storm and, every single word out of my mouth right. complaining about the political situation because I do want people to come to my show and have fun. And I want to talk about random, ridiculous things, and I want to make people laugh, and I don't want half the audience 
or a third of the audience or whoever in parts of the country where people have voted one way or the other way to kind of like not have a good time. So, you know, I, you know, there's enough of that on TV right now in that particular subject. I feel like I can be political without talking about Trump. You know, I mean, I, I yeah. think there's enough there's enough social issues and, 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 and hypocrisy in the world and things that are wrong with just the way we, you know, interpret and and, and live our lives in, the, in in this world that that needs to be made fun of, that I can kind of do that and make my point without having to, like, kind of have people shut their their brain off and stop listening because I said this or that about Trump, you know, because I, I want everybody to listen to my show all the way through, not not just half the people who are, you know, believe are on the same side of the fence as I am politically. But that being said, other people, I want people to go out and write protest songs and and uh, and I'm not saying I won't ever do it myself either. You know, I think that's that's the great thing about being an American. Right. We have the freedom to speak and say what we feel and believe. I gotcha. I, I, I love it all. I love it all. Tom, thank you so much for your time. And if you can really quickly do a liner for me, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, if you can just say, you know, hey, it's it's Tom Green. Um, you're listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando on iHeartRadio, and or in some form of that. You just do your thing. If you yes, want to absolutely. Okay, Brandon, right? Yeah, you could say Brandon or Brando. I, 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 Brando. I, yeah, that's just like my silly radio name, but I just feel weird introducing okay. myself like that. I don't know. I have, I have mental problems. Okay. <laughs> uh, no problem. No problem. Brando. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Hey, this is Tom Green. You're listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando. Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> radio. I shouldn't have laughed. Can you say that? I wasn't expecting that. Can you... Laugh school. I like laughter. Okay, you know what? I'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, leave it. Leave this part too. Tom, you are you are amazing. You know, I really like seriously. You really are uh, someone I've looked up to for a very long time. Uh, high school, college, love. Uh, you're still doing it, and I can't wait to see you. Uh, you know, live. You're you're awesome. Rock on. Thanks, Brando. Okay, well maybe I'll see you in August. Stay in touch. Okay. I will. Thanks, Tom. You have a great day. All right, cheers. Good luck with the show. Thanks, man. Thank you. What a cool guy. And if that last part sounded a little different, it's normally, you know, I'm done with the interview, uh, ask for a liner. But if you didn't hear, Tom Green suggested that I leave that part in. And if Tom Green suggests that, I'm going to listen. And that's the beauty of what he does and what you have allowed me to do with this podcast, and that is to be creative with it. So uh, just thanks for that. And I guess speaking of creative things you've allowed me to do, news. And we'll make this the celebrity episode of Guns N' Roses, of the uh, Appetite for Distortion. Uh, how does that work? So a couple things I saw online, perhaps you saw them too, especially if you follow us on social media, facebook.com slash the AFD show or on Twitter at the AFD show. Uh, I'm not familiar with this actor. You know, perhaps maybe Tom Green wasn't your your ballpark. He was my ballpark, and many of you, uh, based upon your comments on social media, were excited to have me uh, having bring him on. Uh, this one, if you saw uh, Sam Raimi's Spider Man, it's been a while since I saw that Spider Man. Uh, I did not see True Blood, um, but Joe, and his last name is Manjinello. 
M-A-N-G-A-N-I-E-L-L-O. He's just a very handsome actor. I, I, I don't know him personally. Well, I shouldn't say no one personally. I just don't, I'm not familiar with his work. However, I'm going to look a little bit more into it. He tweeted these custom-made Air Jordans with the covers of Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. So one sneaker has the red, the other has the blue, and they look sick. Hand-painted. And I want to give credit to... Um, Again, I, I don't. I wish I knew these. People. Everyone should just spell their name like Axel. Uh, if you want to follow M A C H E two seven five on Twitter, uh, Mesh, the guy who does the shoes, you'll find him. Mesh Maki, I'm not sure, uh, but it was cool that let's just say Joe from True Blood. That's the so I don't keep butchering and making myself sound even dumber than I feel. Uh, he writes, fun fact, I sang a GNR song to my wife at our wedding. So you know these are going to the right home. I think that's awesome. And that's an example. Of course, I tweeted at him. I, I probably will uh, reach out professionally. You just never know with Twitter uh, to come on the show. I'm sure many of you would love to hear from him. Uh, many True Blood fans out there, of course. And perhaps, you know what? If you, I would, that's, like, that's an interview I would open up to a co-host, to one of my listeners. Absolutely. I would love to, to do that. So who knows in the future? And, and speaking of other celebrities, you know, it's part of what I do in, in addition to just booking interviews. I, I look to see what to talk about on social media, whether it's a cool article I found, cool picture, uh, different topic of discussion. Uh, so this, I came across this picture that I, I hadn't seen before, and I'm sure many of you are like, oh, I've seen every single Guns N' Roses related picture ever. Well, I don't like your attitude. Uh, this was a picture of uh, Scott Weiland, Duff, uh, Chester Bennington, and uh, Mark McGrath from uh, from Sugar Ray. And I I actually added at Mark McGrath. Is that an actual word? Added, uh, not added, but added in 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 uh, Twitter vernacular. Uh, and because I really do great get great responses on Twitter, especially from my uh, my own personal one, Bell Biv Brando. Like I've gotten MC Hammer to follow me. Uh, I've gotten Coolio to retweet me. That's I've <laughs> I find fucking stories. Anyway, so I t- I tweeted this at Mark McGrath, and uh, in the caption of of the picture, I just wrote uh, quite the squad here, uh, Scott and Chester. We will never forget. And and Mark uh, replied, miss them both dearly. So that's cool. You know, I'm sure Mark misses them regardless, doesn't necessarily need to tweet me. Uh, that's just the beauty of social media. As much as there could be a dark side to it, a really annoying side to it, some cool things like this happen. So uh, Mark McGrath is going to be someone else that I reach out to that may not have the direct connection to Guns N' Roses, but I'm somebody that you are going to want to hear from, no doubt. So if you see any uh, celebrities, like uh, I saw the wrestler... Uh, Heath Slater, I got kids. Heath Slater, with some Guns N' Roses stuff. I tried hitting him up on on Instagram. I mean, that's how a lot of my interviews have been booked. Actually, uh, that's how uh, Susan Maho- uh, Susan Holmes McCaken uh, manifested itself. Didn't hear back, but those WWE guys. I mean, God, how busy are they? I would love that's that's an area I really want to get into because there's such a mix of just theatrics between rock and roll and wrestling and. Uh, I know there are many wrestling fans out there as well, so we'd love to have some 
wrestlers on to talk some Guns N' Roses in the future. Just a matter of making it happen. And we've been making it happen over 124 episodes. So um, we'll see what the, what the future guests bring. Best way, of course, to keep up to date with the podcast in between the episodes is on Facebook or on Twitter. Just find the uh, the AFD show, Appetite for Distortion. And however you, you listen to us is always super appreciated. Uh, and, and please, when, when, when you listen to us, please also subscribe so uh, our numbers go up iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, iTunes. Um, I, I know we're actually on other platforms. Uh, if, if you just Google Appetite for Distortion, you can actually find other platforms that I didn't even know I was even on. I don't care. It's, it just it all affects. We all get the same numbers, so that's all I care about. I care about as long as you can listen to it. And I mentioned last episode. If you ever have a problem with an ep- um, listening. Just DM me, and I'll, I'll gladly uh, help you out. So, uh, and of course, uh, alternativenation.net. We are on their, um, their podcast tab right on their website. So until the next episode of Appetite for Distortion, when will you see it? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it. I don't know if soon is the word. security, I'm going home.